Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Ryan Zook. And I'm Aaron McMahon. Jim Harbaugh's NFL flirtation is over. He is not going to be the Minnesota Vikings head coach and will, in fact, stay at Michigan. Simple, right? Not quite. Plenty to parse here, and that's exactly what we'll do on this episode of Wolverine Confidential. All right, guys, as we talk here on Thursday afternoon, maybe listeners hearing this on, on Friday, we're, we're finally done with this saga. We, we told all we had to do was tell Aaron to stop telling our listeners it was imminent. And, and that that was that lifted the jinx, I guess. But yeah, I guess if one of you, Aaron, I suppose, could could give our, our listeners, I'm sure they all know, but kind of the Cliff's Notes version of this thing like, hey, so Harbaugh's staying. Why? What happened? What would that be? Yeah, Jim is staying. He as was reported yesterday, earlier this week. He did, in fact, travel to Minneapolis, the Twin Cities, on uh, for a Wednesday interview with the Vikings. Uh, the interview did take place. Uh, reports from several outlets said it lasted most of the day. So I think uh, Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network said nine hours. But the interview finished without an offer being extended to Jim Harbaugh. And then promptly Jim called Michigan to say he's returning. So that is where kind of things stand as of right now. Uh, Jim did interview the job. Uh, there were reports earlier this week that he anticipated taking the job, but that was also under the assumption that he was going to be off the job. He was not off the job. And so he is back at Michigan. That's where uh, things stand as of uh, Thursday afternoon here, February 3rd. You want to know what my number one takeaway is from all this yes jim harbaugh does not have as much cachet as as he thinks and, and people think anymore like i mean yeah he had a lot of the success at the nfl level but again it, it ended it came to a tumultuous end with the 49ers and it, it sounds like yeah we, we know that he he isn't an easy person to deal with and it looks like that was probably a, a key reason why that the vikings ended up going in a different direction as well and now yes that come back to michigan kind of with his t- i know he's he's not it's not he's not the, the messaging isn't this way but it to me it looks like he, he's coming back to michigan with his tail between his legs a little bit it's a good point you know there have been reports all week that jim had expressed a deep desire, or at least a strong interest in returning to the NFL ranks. He wanted to be head coach again in the NFL. That was the primary reason, I think, for accepting this this interview with the Vikings. Um, and his name is, I had obviously been linked to other jobs here in the last month, other NFL you know, head jobs the last month. So there, there was clearly an interest to go back. Uh, now, I think for him, it wasn't going to be, and we've talked about this in prior weeks, but it wasn't going to be any any NFL team. I mean, he he was obviously clearly looking for a, a favorable situation, one where you know a rebuild necessarily wasn't on the table. And he can go in there and, and try and flip a roster and win right away, you know. So, and the Vikings were was it were, were one of those you know opportunities. But again, you know, he didn't pass the, the test, I guess, the interview, so to speak. There's a really good article today. I'll, I'll give him a shout out by uh, Chad Graff of the Athletic. Uh, it covers it covers the Vikings, and he you know he's got a long in depth article this morning on Thursday about the whole you know the Vikings interview situation this last week. He went in depth in Jim Harbaugh's interview. It sounded like things went great for the, be- the beginning stages, and then about halfway through things changed. You know. It sounded like the Vikings were asking some of those, you know, tough questions about how things ended in San Francisco and how he would deal with personnel situations and how his leadership style was going to work. And it sounded like that's when things things went separate there. And it didn't sound like what Jim Harbaugh was telling the Vikings uh, front office kind of aligned with what they were looking for in head coach. And it sounds like Minnesota is planning to hire Kevin O'Connell, the uh, Los Angeles Rams offensive coordinator. Nine hour interview. I mean, of course, things are going to go south for anyone at some point during that. That is something. My gosh, have you guys? ever had anything close to that in your professional careers? I've had, I've had several eight hours and they're long and grueling. Wow. And 
sometimes you feel like they're like unnecessary because it's like you find yourself repeating a lot of stuff. I, so for a football coach, I guess I, I yeah, get they're going to invest know? the big bucks, and yeah, I guess it yeah. makes sense. For yeah. Aaron Man, no, Hare, Harbaugh's in the Aaron Man's of the world. <laughs> agreed, <laughs> agreed. You know, with Jim, at least they're like, yeah, yeah, this you seem fine. All right, sure. Oh man! So, but you got to okay. remember, he's getting a tour to the facilities. Yeah, yep. meeting everyone, and let that, that take some time. And obviously, there's probably lunch in there, and you know, probably dinner too. Maybe a beer. I don't know. But uh, he's, you know, it is what it is. If you're, if you're, like you said, if you're investing that much money or that much time in someone, you want to really get to know him. And and when Jim is a, you know, we've we've talked about it, and it's been written about before. But Jim, Jim is a different individual. You've you've kind, he's almost an acquired taste. You've got to learn. You've really got to get to know him to understand him, and for and it's hard know. to get to know him because he just seems very, very put off by by people or gent in general too. So yeah, like he, it's uh, we've been on this beat for how long, and, and he he hardly lets us into his his life at all or his thoughts. So it's it's always a challenge too. Let Let's talk about this because this is really all our listeners care about is how it relates to Michigan going forward. And there's a few different things to unpack, and one of them is Zook already touched on. He feels that. Jim Harbaugh is coming back to Ann Arbor with his tail between his legs. How would this, if that's true, how how would this affect, you know, the the team he's now going to be returning to and recruiting and things like that? Because that's really all that matters is the health of the program going forward. Because I could also see it as, yeah, I thought about the NFL. You know, I even I even interviewed it. I wanted to to explore that opportunity. In the end, I just dis- I decided that. Michigan was a better place for me because how many of these recruits are, are going to read that article that Aaron mentioned? And even if they do, it's still it's still just a report. I mean, at the end of the day, Harbaugh was part of the decision potentially to to not take take the job, even though it, it wasn't offered yet. He may not be wrong if he spins it as kind of a mutual decision that to to stay at Michigan, because the fact is that's what he's doing. He's he's staying at Michigan. No, I, I think the bottom line, I, I do think it's a little bit awkward with how it ended, but I still think for Michigan, him returning is the best case scenario for the program. Okay. I mean, at this point, it, it's already February. It would be really tough to hire someone new and for them to get the get get up and running here before spring practice and, and get prepared for the 2022 season. So for immediate success, I think this is definitely a best case scenario for Michigan. Michigan, but Harbaugh is going to have to do some explaining like over this past month, other programs for sure have been negatively recruiting uh, against Michigan and, 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 and telling these recruits things. I mean, that happens all the time though, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's anything new. A couple of recruits that I talked to last night, they, they, they kind of just weren't really paying it. They were just letting the whole process play out. So uh, one was a, a 2023 commit. Another was a, a current signee that is actually an early enrollee too. So um, I mean, they're, they're, they're excited to have Harbaugh back, but again, they, they said they weren't paying too much too close attention to the noise. But for a lot of the targets, yeah, like it's there's Michigan had been extending a lot of a lot of offers, but it's not like Michigan was going to make any headway with these recruits while this was lingering over over Jim Harbaugh's head. So now there is a little bit of a resolution, but he is going to have some explaining to do and, and kind of quell any doubts and concerns from these recruits because yeah, it was kind of a roller coaster ride for for them for sure. Part of the the reality action from whether it's the staff or the the roster or the recruits i think depends too on how open and transparent jim was during this whole situation 
mm-hmm. there have been reports come, you know, that have come out here in the last few days and weeks and everything else that the folks that have at, directly asked Jim about it, he hasn't necessarily lied or, or told them a fib. Like he, he openly, it sounds like, told folks that, yeah, I am interested in going back to the NFL. You know, and it, it may not happen. It may happen, but I'm, I'm going to pursue it. And I think at the end of the day, I think most folks can appreciate that. You may not like it right away. You may not want to hear that. But I think down the road, when you look back at this situation and you say, well, he told me the truth. He wasn't lying to my face. I think you can respect it because there are a lot of people that wouldn't do that. There are a lot of people that would, you know, t- t- lie to them or tell them, no, don't worry about it, you know, and, and the like. So I, I think by and large, Jim has handled it well. And, and, and look, put yourself in his shoes too. You know, you'd been at Michigan for six years. You sign a new contract that cut your pay in half, which rarely, if ever, happens from especially a high profile college coach like him. And you still have a desire to coach at the professional level again. You're coming off perhaps your best year ever as a head coach, you know, at least the college level. Your stock is high and you want to coach the NFL again. Would anyone, would any of our listeners blame you? For wanting to, you know, look for another job elsewhere. I mean, and that's what he did. You know, he pursued that. Now, did it take a little bit longer than it probably should have? Yes. I mean, this has been a, a month long situation. But I guess I don't. I don't blame Jim Harbaugh for doing this. I mean, he, it's his life. He did what he wanted to do. Clearly, the interest wasn't exactly reciprocated on the other side. And so be it. You know, he's got four years left on his contract. There's assumption that he's going to sign a new deal here, probably with another pay raise here shortly. So all is well. And I I think at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is the interpersonal communication with the players and athletic reward manual. If that was poor, then I, I get it from, from, you know, that side of the fence. If it was open and he was honest about everything and look, remember, Jim's contract states specifically that he, if he, you know, took a job or took an interview with, for another job, he had to have informed Michigan. So he was contractually obligated to do that. I, I assume he did. Folks behind the scenes tell me he's been above board about pretty much everything. So I, I can't fault Jim here for this situation. I think that's spot on. If he was transparent with the people that really mattered most, that's what counts. And while I do think he should be held accountable, you know, by people like us, and he does owe something to fans, I I think, I, I don't think he can be judged by anything he's done so far, as long as he was honest. I think the number one question going forward is, will this happen again? Because this was an, the rumors were an annual thing from the time Jim Harbaugh came to Michigan Uh, 2015 being his first year, Harbaugh to the NFL was a story that you could just write and did every single offseason. This year was different because he actually took the step of taking an interview. That that was a, a bridge that was crossed that hadn't been previously. Does this slam the door? Like, that's a question he's going to have to answer. Reports have indicated yes, but, you know, until we hear it from him, talk about negative recruiting, Ryan. I mean, aren't Ohio State, you know, Ryan Day and, and Mel Tucker going to be saying, oh, well, look at this guy. I mean, he we know he's interested in it. And, and you know how many jobs open every year in the NFL? He's going to be right back on that, you know, in that carousel discussion next year. Right. I mean, if you're Mel Tucker right now, be like, look, I just signed a, a 10-year deal. I'm not, I don't plan on going anywhere. Uh, you, if you come here, there's stability. Um, we're, we're heading in the right direction, like stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, recruits are going to have to weigh that compared to to the Harbaugh kind of fiasco that it seemed, seemingly happens every offseason. But uh, yeah, it's the only time will tell. I mean, who knows what jobs will be open up next NFL offseason. Yeah, I'm sure he has is better ties to some NFL organizations than others. And who knows how Michigan's going to do in 2022 too. So there's some many it's hard to say yes or no in either on either side right now just because so it's it's football it's crazy how things play out every single year there's surprises 
every single year. So uh, yeah, if someone said yes or no, either way right now, I wouldn't believe them because you, only time will tell at this point. Adam Schefter report yesterday too, we should point out that Schefter did report that Jim told Ward Emanuel that this would not become a recurring issue. And he plans to stay at Michigan as long as you know the university wants him as the football coach. Now, I think Jim can quell all this and end it all right now if he signs a new contract, whether it's this week, next couple of days, whatever, in the, in the immediate future, whether it's a long-term deal or whatever the case may be with a huge buyout. And I suspect that is what is coming. Michigan is going to offer him a, a, a new re, uh, restructured deal that will probably you know, bring, bring up his pay closer to where it was before he signed the, the, the deal last year, make him a higher, higher paid coach and the, the, have a huge buyout. So if Jim does want to do this again, he could theoretically, and you, you always can break a contract no matter what. But the buyout amount is so huge that you know either him or the, the the other team is stuck paying it, and at that point, then you move on. I think because then, then you know Jim, Jim is lying, has miscommunicated everything. But I think Jim can quiet all this, the negative recruiting and everything else, by signing a new contract, long term deal. Say and you say, hey, look, I just signed this new deal. I'm all in for Michigan. I'm done with this. So he, he can, but it, it certainly it needs to get going here in the next couple of weeks, and it could put all this to bed. One of the biggest things I'm going to be looking to see or following moving forward here is the dynamic between Jim Harbaugh and, and Michigan administration. I mean, it, it, has this process damaged any relationships? I mean, it, it's, you just don't know, but it sounds like the way it was handled and communicated. I mean, it, it, it definitely sounded like Jim uh, didn't definitely did not like having to take a pay cut after the 2020 season. And, and that might've led to some um, disgruntledness last season and heading into this off seasons negotiations as well. So yeah, that, that extension language is during to be very important and very interesting to see how how that plays out. Harbaugh is, is is many things, and he has you know some traits that have rubbed people the the wrong way. But dishonest is, is not one of them. I found. I mean, I may, maybe you can prove me wrong here, but you know I'm struggling to come up with an example of him. You know, really not telling the, the the truth to us in the past. I mean, he won't answer a question. He'll evade questions <laughs> with the best of them. But you know, I'll tell you a player is working through something. But as far as you know, his, his integrity, his honesty, um, he, he really is a notch above a lot of these big time coaches who will tell you, I am the coach of, you know, X school when in the, at the same exact moment, their agent is working a deal with them to become a, become a coach at a different school. Like if Harbaugh comes out and says, I had that, I had that interest. It is, it is now gone. I'm not, I'm, I'm not leaving Michigan. I actually call me naive. I, I would, I would believe him. Uh, you're wrong, Andrew. He said he would coach for free just before the bowl <laughs> game, and he's not. What a liar. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, figure of speech there. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I can't think of any real examples either. And and it, it, it's, it is different to me. You know, I, I kind of wrote about this as far as Michigan fans' reaction to him coming back. It is different that it was an NFL job, you know, a, a completely different league and a, and a higher level of football as opposed to, say, another school. Because, yes, you can say Michigan is a destination job, but that's in the college ranks. I mean, pro football is, is different. So, you know, to leave for there is different. I mean, it, it, in the end, you either have your coach or you don't. But you know, I, I see maybe more forgiveness than if it, you know say he was pulled a Brian Kelly. And and this is all relevant too, because, you know, the, the men's basketball coach here at Michigan um, will be tied to NBA jobs uh, every off season for as long as Michigan remains competitive in Jawan Howard. So, you know, we're just kind of in the, we're in the 20, the, the mid, you know, 2015s, uh, you know, kind of stage of, uh, or mid 2010 stage of, uh, you know, where Jim Harbaugh was with Jawan Howard. But the bottom line is, is Harbaugh's back. And, and both of you agree that this overall, for the Michigan football program is a positive. Yeah, I mean, the, the program is stable. You know, it's coming mm -hmm. off its its best season under Jim. 
coming off a Big Ten title. Not a ton. Of, yeah, they do lose. They lose some guys on the defense side of the ball. They lost a defensive coordinator, but by and large, I mean they're they're set up for I think success in the next couple of years. Maybe not immediately in 2022, but Jim found some magic there in 2021, and I think he found a coaching staff that works well together, and they've got the foundation set for I, I think long-term success. So I, I and I, I think had Jim taken the, you know, been offered the Vikings job and taken it, I don't know which way Michigan would have went. I mean, you could have, mm-hmm. and, and Ryan and I talked about this last night on Facebook Live after the news broke, but, you know, Athletic Director Ward Manuel could have went, you know, one of two ways really with the head coaching search. You could have promoted from within, whether it was, you know, Josh Gaddis or Mike Hart or whatever to try and keep that, that coaching staff stable. Um, but would that have worked? And had he not gone that route and went outside the box and hired some other big name, whether it's a Matt Rule or tried for Luke Fickle or whatever, chances are that the staff would have been blown up and you would have probably seen a lot of guys hit the transfer portal. And and I think what they developed in 2021 kind of would have been blown up. And I think at that point, you don't know what you're going to get. So I think best case scenario, it was late in the time, early February. You don't really want to be hiring a coach this late. I know Michigan State did it a couple of years ago, Mel Tucker, and they had a home run, but I don't know if that happens every year. Mm -hmm. So I, I think the best case scenario for really probably for both sides is, is Jim coming back? You know, who knows? Maybe Jim would have been successful in Minnesota. Maybe Michigan would have been successful with someone else as their head coach. But when you're coming off your best year and you've got a lot of momentum with recruiting and everything else, I, I think it was it was best best for Jim to, to come back. Now the the next steps, which we'll be talking about uh, at length in future podcasts, but we can hit on real briefly here is kind of what is next for now Harbaugh and this Michigan fo- football program now now that he's here. Obviously, um, you know, signing day came and went yesterday, but you know, Michigan had already kind of secured next year's class with with the early signing period. But there's still future classes to recruit, and uh, you know, a major hole in the in the coaching staff to to fill either internally or or you know by bringing in someone new. Yeah, I mean, priority A right now is is hiring a defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah. You know, we anticipate spring practice beginning probably in the next six to eight weeks. We haven't gotten a schedule just yet, and it probably wasn't set given you know Jim's dalliance with the NFL the last in the last couple of weeks. So uh, you know, he needs to make a hire whether that's within or externally rather quickly. Now, if you recall, when they hired Mike McDonald last year, it was you know mid-January, so it was around this time, but he's got to get going. I mean, if you want to come in here and, and change things up or, or whatever the case may be, you, you, you need to hire someone quickly. So I think that's priority A. He's got to get that done and then figure out kind of where things go from there. Um, but by and large, yeah, the, the, the recruiting the recruiting class is set. Uh, I, you know, we may see a few more departures via the portal, but that may not come till the end of spring. But getting ready for spring, I mean, getting things going again, getting the program back, building off the momentum they did in 2021. But I mean, the program by and large, you know, you can, you can criticize Jim Harbaugh for a lot of things, but it's, you know, it's pretty stable. There's, there's not a ton of moving parts right now. There's not a, there's not a lot of weakness. So, I mean, it, it really is, um, no, it's it's ready to go. Yeah, the the, the DC position is going to be huge. If you remember about this time last year, when or when spring practices started, when we were talking to players, it's like, yeah, we're learning completely new terminology. Like it, it's there's an install process that it cannot be done overnight. So it, it, it's a process, and it, even just before the season, it sounded like players were still kind of getting used to the new scheme. So we don't know how much it will be adjusted under this new DC, but yeah, it it, it will take a, a there will be a little bit of a buffer period. Luckily, this this next year for for Michigan, their non conference schedule is absolutely garbage. So I mean, <laughs> hopefully, uh, even if they're giving up twenty one. Tw- 
28 points against the non-conference opponents, they'll still be putting up 50 to 60 with, with this offense. So yeah, it's uh, that that's definitely the number one priority right now. All right. Well, we'll have more coverage of that in the future podcast episodes and stay tuned for coverage every day on MLive.com slash Wolverines. Thanks for listening.